The Lord has done it again. Let us stand that God's blessings might be invoked upon these gifts. All things come of thee, O Lord. And of thine own have we given thee. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your participation. Thank you for your prayers. We love you. We have a great church because we serve a great God. Amen. Choir.
center. He's the center of my soul. My soul can only stray so far before it comes back to the center. He's the center of my soul. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We confess our sins that we have blown it. We have sinned and fallen short once again. We appropriate the shed blood of Christ that we are restored immediately to our position of righteousness. Now, God, glorify yourself through your word. Convict, convince, if need be converted. Thank you for being the center, the circumference, the commitment, the comfort of our souls. Glorify yourself in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Praise the matchless name of Jesus. We give honor and praise to our Savior. Hallelujah. We thank God for him. Ah, for him. For him. Who do men say that I am? A question that everyone has to answer. And you better be right. He is King of Kings. He's Lord of Lords. Seraphims fly in and out of his presence. Cherubims catch on fire as they behold the Son of Glory. The creatures around the throne, the monsters, they just fall prostrate and say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. If you and I could slip into heaven without notice, we would be killed immediately because the holiness of God would snuff us out before we got too close to the master. Praise his name. This morning, we're in Numbers. Say Numbers. The fourth book in the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Numbers chapter 14. I want everybody turning there. Numbers 14, try to use a Bible because if you use your phone, you might get a text message <laughs> from the wrong person. Numbers 14, beginning at verse 22 to 24, and it says, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me these ten times. Now stop, I'm, I'm going to come back, I'm going to come back, come back. Try to learn this from pastor as a Bible student and a Bible teacher. Every word has meaning. And as we study the Word of God, we ought to constantly be and ask, ask ourselves these interrogatives. What, where, why, when, how? And every, every one of these interrogatives causes you to go on another search. 
Can I get a witness? Until you start expanding scripture beyond your commentaries. These ten times, these, they've tempted me ten times. I have never seen that before until I decided to do this study on numbers. The first time, don't, don't go, don't, don't turn, Exodus 14, 10 to 12, is Pharaoh is chasing Israel and they're murmuring and complaining at God and Moses for leaving Egypt. These ten times, that's the first time. The second time is in Exodus 15, where they came upon bitter waters, and Moses was instructed to throw a tree in. Tree is synonymous with the cross. It'll make the water sweet. And they bitterly complained about bitter waters. Third time, Exodus 16, 1 to 3, verse 4. They're in the wilderness of sin. And as they are traveling, they are complaining and murmuring, why didn't God leave us in Egypt? The next time is Exodus 16, 19 to 20. And in that scripture... They're complaining and murmuring, amen, we have no meat to eat. All we have are these little sweet pancakes called manna. So God sent quail to satisfy their complaining. Exodus sixteen twenty seven. amen. They decided to work the land six days and then try to work it the seventh day, the Sabbath, and God said, no, 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 you can't break the Sabbath. You need to take up two different offerings from the land on a Friday. And in Exodus 17, Rephidim, there was no water, and Moses smit the rock. They were complaining. In Exodus 32, the golden calf, Moses went to the summit of Sinai, to get the tablets of stone, and they were having an orgy at the bottom. And when Moses came down, he threw the tablets, and God opened the ground and killed 3,000 of them. In, ex, in, in, in Numbers 11, amen, God sent a fire among them to burn them up. And Moses, type of Christ, had to intercede so the fire would stop. Moses, uh, Numbers 11, I'm almost there. Amen. They were complaining and murmuring against God and Moses. Amen. Why did God not let us die in Egypt? And then Numbers 14. Amen. They said in Numbers 11, let me go back. We missed the leeks, the onions, the melons of Egypt. We missed the delicacies that we had in the world. You got us up in this place called St. Matthew's. <laughs> we can't play numbers here. We can't drink here. We can't get high here. We can't cuss up in here. We... Why didn't you just leave us alone where we were? And then in Numbers 14, <laughs> uh, did God bring us out of Egypt to allow us to be subdued these ten times? Look what God, Moses wrote the Pentateuch, the Torah, the first five books, on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Moses had privileges nobody but Christ had. 
And look what God is saying in verse 22. I, I did in Egypt in the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. God is counting how many times you complain. Now, I said it this morning. You know, I try to be very transparent. If I go to Kentucky Fried and Chicken Ain't Right, I'm complaining. I go to McDonald's, ain't no pickles on my hamburger, I'm complaining. I'm not talking about those complaints. I'm talking about complaining about your circumstances. I don't like where I am. I don't like what's going on in my life. I don't like what God allows to happen. And God said these ten times. Uh, look at verse 21. Surely, I mean verse 23. Surely they shall not see the land which I swore unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he hath another spirit. Now turn to your neighbor and say, Caleb had another spirit. If ever there was a man who was faithful, focused, fighting, and received God's favor, it was Caleb. Caleb was a bad boy. Caleb is always connected to Joshua. When you hear Joshua, you hear Caleb. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb was strong but yet submissive. Now let me stop, pause, and park. Because we don't equate strength with submission. It takes a strong person to submit. Jesus told Pilate he hadn't talked in three days. They had him locked up after the Garden of Gethsemane. They had him, his hands tied. They were spitting on him and laughing at him. He never opened his mouth like a sheep going to the sheriffs. And Pilate slipped up and said, don't you know I have the power to save you? And Jesus looked up and said, you don't have no power. Whatever power you have, my father gave it to you. But I have power to lay my life down. And I have power to pick it up again. That's power. Can I get a witness? And, 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 so, and so when you look at Caleb, 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 he was dedicated. He was devoted. But he had a different spirit. And that's, and that's what we need to find out. What does a different spirit mean? He, was, he had conviction. He was totally committed. He was, Lord have mercy, Amen. Uh, 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 he had confidence and he had continuance. Now let me stop, pause the park and look at them words. Can I get a witness? See, you, you might have conviction, but you ain't got no continuance. Enough come at you too, too fast, you out of the dodge. Can I get a witness? Yeah. And, 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 and you might have commitment but you don't have confidence in what God is doing in your life. That, that, that when, we, when we are covered by faith, nothing can snuff us out. 
Do I have a witness? That, that is, that is, Caleb, Caleb, amen, is mentioned here in this, uh, the annals of Israel's historicity. Now, let me stop, pause, and park and pull back. This is the Exodus stage. They're coming out of Egypt. They, amen, they left Egypt fast, eating, amen, bitter herbs, and running from Pharaoh. And it started at the Passover when God said, where I see the blood, on the door, doorpost and the lintel, I'll pass over. Remember that? And as they were running, they, they were leaving Egypt. They were still liable because Pharaoh decided to come at them. And then God gave them liberation that as he opened up the Red Sea, the Bible says their wagons and their children and their women, amen, passed through the Red Sea on dry ground. But when Pharaoh came at them, God closed the sea back up and drowned the enemy. Do I have a witness? How can you and I complain and murmur against God and his man when you've seen what you've seen? These people have seen my glory and they got a nerve to complain. Here's what fascinates me, Bible students. I'm talking to the Bible students. Not those of you that have dust on your Bibles. Or you don't know the last time you opened it. I'm talking about Bible students. Caleb was great, but he's not in the Hall of Fame of Faith. His name is nowhere mentioned in Hebrews 11. Meaning, meaning God is sovereign who he puts in there. And the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame of Faith tells us something interesting. That whoever is not in Hebrews 11, they did great exploits too. God just sovereignly chose not to talk about them. Lord have mercy. That when you look at Caleb, 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 I'm coming in. The historicity of, of Israel, Moses, Joshua was Moses' minister. Amen. They came out of Egypt through the Red Sea. God took them a back way so they wouldn't run into the Philistines because they were not fighters. Led them to Sinai to get the commandments and then started and led them to the wilderness of sin. Every territory God etched out for them. And the book of Numbers, Numbers, Numbers in the Greek Septuagint which is the Old Testament Greek, it is arithmoi, where we get our word arithmetic from. It's a book of senses. It's a book that tells us what tribes were around the tabernacle. Some were to the north, some were to the east, some were to the west, some were to the south. It gives us a census of how many fighting men they had they had over 600,000 fighting men in Israel. All of this is in the book of Numbers. They had been in Egypt 430 years. But child of God, when you begin to look at the text, the text says that because of the sin of unbelief, God said the first generation will never go into the promised land. First generation is everybody 20 years and up will die. I'm going to walk them around in a circle for 40 years and they're going to die because they did not believe me. I'm going to allow the second generation to go in 20 years and under and the only two that is over 20 is Caleb and Joshua. Everybody else is dying off. So if you don't believe that belief with God means something, 
especially in the context of God showing you his glory. Be careful when you see the glory. Can I get a witness? Be, be careful, be careful when you... Jesus went to the wedding at Cana in John chapter 2, first miracle Jesus ever did. He went to the wedding with several disciples, about six of them, and at the wedding... Mary came up to Jesus and said, they don't have any wine. Jesus said, woman, my hour has not yet come. My hour is the cross. I didn't come here to, 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 to put more wine in a wedding. And then Mary says something significant. She said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. He said, fill up the water pots. Mm. John chapter 3. Here's Nick at night. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. Listen at his words. Master, we know you've come from God. For no man can do these miracles except God be with him. Jesus looked at Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a top professor in the University of Jerusalem. Him and Gamaliel. He, he looked at Nicodemus and said, you must be born again. Don't flatter me. You must be saved. And they get into this long conversation. And then the woman at the well in John chapter 4 get into this long theological, uh, you know, uh, conversation to Jesus. said, woman, if you knew who I was, you asked me for water. John chapter 5. A man messed up and paralyzed. He said, do you, amen, do you want to be healed? The man said, of course I want to be healed. But every time I go to get in the pool, somebody beats me there. When the angels come down and trouble the waters, somebody runs ahead of me and they get healing first. Jesus said, boy, throw away your cane, throw away your bed. What I'm going to do, angels can't stop. Do I have a witness? Every chapter in John proves that he was God. Do I have a witness? Child of God, when you, when you, when you, look, at, when you look at, when you look at this thing here in Numbers, the second generation is dying off, and they come in year 1405 B.C. to a place called Kadesh Barnea, and whenever you hear that word, it is a word of defeat. They came to Kadesh Barnea. Not only did the people fail, Moses failed. Kadesh was a test that all Israel failed but Joshua and Caleb. Let me stop parenthetically. God's going to test you. God's going to test your faith. God's going to test your fruit. God's going to test your testimony. Everything that you have to say to somebody else, the Lord is going to bring it back in a form that you and I may not like. Can I get a witness? And that's why I look at people when they're shouting all the time. I don't say nothing. I say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Now unto him who's able. And Satan is sitting there saying, we'll see if you're really able. Do I have a witness? But child, I wouldn't do that if I was you. We'll see what you're going to do when all hell starts breaking out. Don't, don't give other people advice and you can't live by your own. I'm, I'm preaching up in here. That, that is, child of God, uh, God, God, that, and the reason God's going to do that is because God wants to make your teaching crystal clear. He wants a little transparency in your teaching. He wants you to teach like and say this. Well, you know what? But for the grace of God, there goes I. If it had not been for the Lord... I wouldn't be alive, and my marriage wouldn't be intact. My children wouldn't be right. God is waiting for you to include him in the process. 
Do I have a witness? Y'all can get quiet all you want. This stuff is deep. People want to promote promises, but they ain't got no perseverance. In the name of Jesus. And every time I brag about scripture, every time I brag about the fact that he is able, Satan's listening. Hmm. It was God that instigated a fight. Have you heard about my servant Job? <laughs> and God said, uh, yeah, Job is perfect, upright. And Satan said, I'll tell you what, Lord, pull that hedge down and let me at him. And I'll watch him curse you to your face. Then he said that in Job. Mm. You and I are not as strong as we think we are. We holding on like this. That's why grace is amazing. We are kept, Peter said, by the power of God unto salvation. Somebody said, if it had not been for the Lord who, who was on our side, where would we be? The Lord is my refuge, that's hiding place, and my strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. Can I get a witness? Uh, at the end of the day, child of God, God just wants to hear, since you witness my glory, don't let your light go out. Don't complain and don't, amen, have always have something to say because Kadesh Barnea ought to remind us of the futility that's within us. Caleb has a different spirit. Mm. Spirit. Spirit. Skip, when I was in the military seven years, I, 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 I say this because it's true. With with all the states in the United States, when we were in the military, Philly, New York, D.C., and Baltimore, we used to hang together. You know why? Because we had a commonality. We dressed alike. We acted alike. We were crazy. We didn't hang with people from Chicago. They were corny. We ain't fooled them. We ain't hang, we ain't hang from people from L.A. Uh, we ain't hang from people... From Florida, they was the worst. Pink socks and orange pants and <laughs> yellow shoes. We, we, didn't, we didn't fool with that. Had a boy from New York named Cuda. Cuda was my man. Man, you in Brooklyn, come see Cuda. I said, all right, Cuda, I'll see you. Fact of the matter is, we got a commonality. Our commonality is Christ. Can I get a witness? And here, 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 I, I want to say this and get out your way. Uh, uh, Caleb had, first of all, a, amen, a great sense of focus. A focus. He had a focus in the name of Jesus that was second to none. What do, what do you mean? He, he had a committed focus of order. He, he had God's vision. Amen. Now, let me synopsize the text real quick. In chapter uh, 13 of Numbers, God told Moses, send out spies to review the land that I have promised you. Now, please don't take this the wrong way. Deuteronomy 1, 21, 22 says, God never told them to check the land out. Here's all God said to them, I've given you the land, now go in and occupy. He gave them a promise, but they had a precursor because they were fearful to trust God. So we need to send some spies in to check out the land. God said, all right, that's fine, I'll go along with that, but... Here's why you don't put the Lord to the test, because the minute you put the Lord to the test, now 
you don't have the confidence to just go in. Everything you see is going to deter you. Do I have a witness? So, so the 12 spies came back and said, yeah, the land is beautiful, a big cluster of grapes, a land flown with milk and honey, dealing with the fact that there's a lot of vitamins and stuff in this land. But we saw giants at Anak. We saw giants in the land. We saw walled cities. We saw some stuff up in there. And what they saw became a stumbling block for the promises of God. If God tells you something, take him at his word. It's not meant for you to figure it out. It's not meant for you to work it out. It's not meant for you to bring it into logic. You just got to take him at his word. Can I get a witness? And, 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 so, and so, and I want you to see this. Come on now. I, I, I need you. I need you to see this. Chapter 13. Hang in there with me. Chapter 13. They come back with a bad report. Why? Because the majority of them, one from each tribe, had doubt. I, I don't know how many times as pastor I had to deal with people's doubt. And here's what I tell them. Uh, that's over your pay grade. I'm the, I'm the pastor. I got this. I can't wait to everybody see the vision and understand the vision before I move with the vision. Can I get a witness? Because the only vision some of us got is television. I ain't fooling with that. I can't hold a church up because you are incapable of seeing. Can I get a witness? Y'all ain't got to say, man, I'll say it for you. That's all right. That, that, that jo Joshua comes along in the 13th chapter with Caleb and they bring back an evil report. And, 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 and in this evil report, yeah, uh, they, they said to Moses, now, I told the ministers this morning, learn a lesson from this. Joshua was smart. Joshua was not, listen, Joshua was not a shepherd. Joshua was a warrior. Difference. Joshua and Caleb were fighters. They were, they were spies. They were soldiers. Yeah, they came back and... Uh, uh, as they came back, Moses sent out 12 spies. Joshua remembered this scene because when you get in the book of Joshua, he sent out two spies. Remember that? And Rahab, the harlot, hid the spies in her apartment. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Joshua said, first of all, Moses made a mistake to us because he sent out 12 spies. They came back and gave a report before the whole congregation, and it melted all Israel. I'm sending out two spies. Y'all coming back to me. All right. So if the report ain't right, I got it, and me and myself and I. You cannot include everybody in the church on spiritual things because they don't even live spiritual lives. Can I get a witness? So, so child of God, that, that is when they came back, when they came back, when they came back in this chapter 13 around verse 20, are you with me? And, 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 and uh, uh, they said the weather, you know, the, the land, fat or lean, whether, uh, there be wood therein, da 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 da. So they went up and went to the land, came back, and when they came back, they came back with a cluster of grace, verse 23. And, 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 and uh, they put it on two large boards and brought them back. And, and, and the place was called Ishkol because of the grapes. And, and, and when they came back, uh, the 10 gave an evil report. The Amalekites, verse 29, dwell in the land. Now, the Amalekites are some bad boys. The Jebusites, the Canaanites, and all these other ites. This is what comes to church, ites. And Caleb, verse 30, did what? The word still in the Hebrew means that 
he hushed the people up. He didn't say shut up. I probably would have said shut up. He said hush up. I'm talking to the majority. Hush up. The majority of this country is wrong. Oh, I'm going to preach. Can I get a witness? In the materialistic society, I learned this in philosophy 101 in college. In a materialistic society, there's no room for ethics. When everybody starts concentrating on money, ethics is out the window. All people are interested in is making a dollar. If they got to cheat you, if they got to do wrong by you, if they got to take advantage of you, there are no ethics in a materialistic society. And the, the, the forms of government, I said this before, you need to come to core. Theocracy is your highest form of government where God is in charge. Theocracy, theo, God. When you leave theocracy, the next level is monarchy. That's a righteous king like David. After monarchy comes democracy which the Romans had, where there's a Senate, there's a Congress, there's people together, ruling together. That doesn't work. And guess what's after the democracy? Anarchy. Anarchy is the next level. Where every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Just to show you how far we've come. The, the fact of the matter is, he, he tells the people, hush up! Verse 30, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us, look at this, go up at once. How dare you bring doubt to this congregation when God showed us his glory all these years. When there was a burning bush on a mountain. Do I have a witness? When he opened up the Red Sea, when he brought down quail, brought manna down, when he brought water out of a rock, do I have a witness? And that rock was Christ who followed them. Y'all ain't hearing me this morning. You, you better be careful about your complaints. The Lord has done too much in your life. The Lord has brought you out. The Lord has brought your children out. The Lord has blessed you in spite of you. Look, 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 look. It's right there. Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able. Let me, let me stop. When, when are we able when God is involved? When the Lord is involved, we are able. Can I get a witness? Because he's able to do that which is far abundantly Above all that we ask. I, I got to preach that one day because y'all don't, don't know what that means in the Greek. Every level is a superlative. What, what is a superlative? A superlative is a part of English that says there's no language that can embrace this thought. <laughs> he is far. We still stuck on far. He, he's far above. Can I get a witness? Every superlative says, God is saying, this is beyond your comprehension. We are kept by the power of God. We, come on now. Uh, uh, we are born twice, but we only go die once. For me to live as Christ, to die is better, is gain. Absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Can I get a witness? And I dare you to start leaning on the promises. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. God is not concerned about your feelings, your fragileness. He wants you to get in his word. I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, never seen the seed making bread. The more you uh, pronounce the promises, the more strength you get. 
the more strength you get, you start walking right into Satan. In the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? I've been there, done that. Caleb. Hmm. Caleb. Hmm. But the men said in verse 31, we're not able to go up against the people. They're stronger than we are. Now, I don't have time. I've done this before. I'm not good with victims, so I wouldn't make a good counselor. I throw your butt off my couch and shut the door behind you. Get out of here. I ain't, I ain't good with victims. I ain't good with victims. Your boyfriend walk out on you, quit you, you say, I need closure. What closure you need? He left. He's gone. What, what, what closure you need? Accept it. Go get another one. What, 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 what closure you need? He's somewhere in the club. Hey. And you're giving that same dead testimony every Sunday. No. They're stronger than we are. <laughs> when I was growing up in South Philly, this little chubby boy wanted to fight me. I ain't want to fight him because he's going to kill me, man. So chubby. He said, yeah, come on, come on. And, I said, and, my, and my brother said, fight him. I said, uh-huh. <laughs> Threw me right <laughs> And don't come running up on this step, boy. You better learn how to fend for yourself. Now, I know y'all saying that's a shame. It was. Shame on me. But, but the fact of the matter is that they're stronger. I, I don't like people to make a lot of excuses. We all going through. We all suffer. We all feel like throwing a towel in. Can I get a witness? Uh, but, but when I pull up the promises, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up. Let me go back to the Bible. Verse 31, but the men that went up, saith unto him, said, we be not able to go up against the people, they're stronger than us. And they brought up an evil report of the land. Are y'all, and, 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 and the Bible goes on to say that they ended up giving their own personal perspective, which is dangerous, and we were in our own sight like grasshoppers. How you think about yourself is how others are going to think about you. You think you're a grasshopper? You're a grasshopper. Yeah. I went to high school in, in, in 60, 66. Man, them gangs be outside that school, South Philadelphia High. Them gangs be out. One gang may had 100 boys out there. And you, 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 you trying to, you trying to walk. <laughs> And here, here they go, the gang sitting there, they look at it and say, come here, man, where you from? Where you from? I ain't from nowhere. Now, where you live? <laughs> Seven teeth and Dickinson, that's where you from. And we fighting them. So. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Help me, Jesus. So everybody in high school ran track. You know, we ran track, Doc. 100-yard dash. So, they, they came up, but, but see, see, notice the focus. Hush. Be quiet. 
you're melting the congregation with your fears and fractures. Lord have mercy. Secondly, second, Caleb, I want you to see this. He had a conflictual fight in him. He and Joshua was turning out people, man. They, you know, her, her and Aaron held up Moses' arms, but when you get to the fighting part, Joshua and Caleb, they warriors. They, they are fighting, and, and, and child of God, that uh, uh, being a leader, let me talk about leadership. Be, being a leader, you got to lead. Now, you don't have to be ignorant, but you got to lead. A leader does not wait for consensus. A leader leads by example. Follow me as I follow Christ. And 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 and, and you you need to and men you need to lead your homes. You need to be the priest of your family. But if your wife has written commentary on 66 books and you still stuck in the Garden of Eden, something wrong with that picture, Doc. So if that's the case, let your wife lead. No, she ain't leading. Somebody need to lead. When these men said, watch it. <laughs> yeah, because the service is over. Somebody grabs somebody in the car out in the parking lot. I'm leaving now. <laughs> they leading anyway. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> isn't, isn't it something to think you're the leader? And you're not the leader? That's why I go to the wise about the men's retreat. Because see, they'll go home and say, you're going. <laughs> ah, you're going. <laughs> yes, dear. So the fact of the matter is, a leader has to fight. I, I don't mean fist fight. I'm not talking about physical, physiology. But you got to fight. You got you to gotta, you gotta confront. You got to fight. You got to stand still. You got to be steadfast. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and Caleb, 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 amen, was a fighter against opposition. Look at the 30th verse real quick. I, I, I got to move. And Caleb stilled the people. Hush, let us go up at once and possess it, for we're well able to overcome it. Lord have mercy. Uh, Caleb had a contagious faithfulness. He proclaimed, look at chapter 14 now. Come on, I'm getting very close. Verse 20 and 24. I read this in your hearing, right? Now let's re-examine the text. Verse 20, are you with me? And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word, but as truly as I live, so God is talking about, amen, not allowing the people who had unbelief to enter the land, they've seen my glory, they saw my miracles, which I did in Egypt, in the wilderness, they've tempted me, surely, verse 23, they shall not see the land, God is pronouncing judgment, on them, amen, and uh, what, what I didn't bring out this morning is in 14, amen, 30, are you with me? Doubtless it shall not come to, to, uh, into the land. God is again pronouncing judgment, but when you get to the later verses of chapter 14, God differentiates Who's going in? Who will be blessed? And the bottom, the bottom line is that, amen, Joshua, as Caleb, his partner, helped me out. 
Caleb said, Joshua said, what do you want? He said, give me a mountain. The mountain was Hebron. Hebron. Hebron is where the bodies of Abraham and Isaac were buried. Hebron is where David, as king, served the first seven years before he moved to Jerusalem. Hebron was a major place. And he said, give me, amen, the mountain. And the mountain denotes God's favor. When your hand is to the plow, when you're working in God's vineyard, God will give you favor. He'll give your children favor. He'll give your family favor. Can I get a witness? Uh, God is faithful not to forget what you do in his name. Not in your name, in his name. He's faithful. Give me the mountain for your faithfulness. Amen. Uh, give me the mountain because you have shown favor to me. Thank you, Jesus. Every time I serve, it's got to be tested. Am I serving for the right reasons? Can I get a witness? Am I carrying out the Lord's will? Am I trying to finish up strong? I'm running an agonizing race. Can I get a witness? And, and child of God, God knows who's faithful and who's not faithful. And the ones that are not faithful, amen, God won't do anything today, but there's going to come a time when you're going to need a favor. And God's not going to show you favor because you didn't show him favor. Can I get a witness? We can put everything before God but the right thing. Caleb got a mountain and he gave the mountain to his daughter. Can I get a witness? As an inheritance, here baby, this is from daddy. All the years that I was with Joshua, all the years I was with Moses, all the years that I struggled in battle, all the years I was a faithful witness, all the years I was focused on Yahweh, all the years I had to fight in the name of Yahweh, here's your inheritance. I'm going to give it to you because God gave it to me. Won't he do it? One of my favorite scriptures in Hebrews 6, for God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love that you have shown towards his name. Can I get a witness? When you do it for the right reasons, watch out. When you are available, uh, when your time, your talents, and your treasures are devoted to him, watch out. You want one for anything. Can I get a witness? You want a house? Go get a house. You want a car? Go get a car. You want another job? Go get another job. Because my God is an awesome God. My God will open up doors that no man can close and close doors that no man can open. He's a great God. He's a giving God. He's a loving God. He's an awesome God. Say yeah. Can I get a witness? Ah, I'm a witness. I'm thankful that the Lord has blessed my family. Not just my immediate family, but my extended family. I got extended family members that ought to be dead. But God, who's rich in mercy, but God snatched them out of hell with smoke still in their garments. But God, won't he do it, saints? I dare you. I double dare you. I triple dare you. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding. But in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Let me let you in on a secret. The Lord said to my heart, you've been here 32 years, but the best has yet to come. You haven't even touched. You haven't even touched the blessing. Hallelujah. Look at Jesus. 16 acres of land. Family life center. Community center. Sanctuary and offices, 
and it's going to be paid for in seven years. Look at Jesus, a brand new state-of-the-art daycare center. Look at Jesus, brand new buses will be here next week. And we got six paid for our back. Look at Jesus. But Raymond Maurice Gordon, you have not been perfect. You've messed up. Can I get a witness? You have sinned. But Raymond Gordon, the best is yet to come. You know why? Because you're not ashamed of my name. You keep calling on Jesus. You keep mentioning Jesus. You keep exalting Jesus. To praise me is to glorify me. Say yeah. Say yeah. He's Now I'm closing on this. And the Lord made me secure enough in myself. November, I had R.A. Williams from L.A., probably the greatest preacher in this country. I brought in Frank Ray and my other man from Detroit. And after they preached, I looked at St. Mary and said, okay, let's go back to teaching. I don't have to duplicate them. That's why I bring them here so you can enjoy them. My job is to feed. My job is to feed, to feed your faith, to feed your fortitude. Can I get a witness? To give you fuel to get through the week. That's what my job is. Can I get a witness? And I'm secure what God wants me to do. I don't have to compete with Tony Evans. I don't have to compete with Keith Reed. I don't have to compete with James Kitchen. I don't have to compete with nobody. All I got to do is be Raymond Maurice Gordon. And the Lord will give me a hand clap. Can I get a witness? Because he's worthy. 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 To be praised. When them guys left town, Sunday was the next day. I know the minister's back there waiting for me to break my voice. Waiting for me to say in my sermon, and God will. And all I said was, let's pray. We back in school. In the name of Jesus. Let's stand on our feet today. Listen, as every hears bow your eyes closed, if you're here and you need to be saved, don't play with this. You need to be born again. Jesus wants you to receive him. Jesus wants you to believe in him as the son of God, God the son. He died. He was buried the third day. He rose with all power in his hand. Raise your hand if you want to be saved or you want to join the church in your Christian experience. We'd love to have you. Is there one? Just raise your hand. Love to have you. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Is there one? God bless you. You may be seated. Reach down in the basket. Pull out the flask. Do not take communion if you're not saved. Only the saved takes communion.